Welcome to the Business Sensemaker Podcast, where we guide the listener through the basics, the art, and the science of business. I'm your host for this podcast, Dr. David Altunian, Associate Professor of Entrepreneurship and the MBA Program Director in the Bill Monday School of Business at St. Edwards University in Austin, Texas. Welcome to Episode 2 of the Business Sensemaker Podcast. In this series, we will be discussing business basics important to anyone running a business, involved in a business, or just interested in how business works. While this podcast is intended for those that may not have formal training in business, this series should hopefully have nuggets of new information for everyone. Today, we're going to start the series by discussing the structure of business. It's really important to understand how business is set up and operates in order to understand the different roles that uh, are there, what the functions of the business are, and how they work. So first, I want to start by talking about what do we mean when we say structure of business? Well, the structure of a business is how the business is organized to make sure that uh, customers are serviced, product is made or services are delivered, billing is done, uh, support is there for the after sales uh, requirements of the customer, uh, basically everything to do with the operation of the business. And you just can't throw everything together and say, okay, everybody go. Uh, there has to be specific roles and responsibilities. And people get confused frequently about these different roles and responsibilities, but I think there's an easy way to think about it. Business is organized really in three distinct ways, and they're the same structure. They just change as the business grows or evolves. There are business functions, business organizations, and then business disciplines or domains. Let me give you an example. Marketing. Marketing is a business function. For a small business, one person may do a lot of functions and marketing may be one of them. But as the business grows and more work needs to be done, it cannot just rely on that one person to do the marketing because you're gonna need more marketing. And so you'll start hiring people and that will be a marketing department. So you'll have a marketing function and then as you get bigger, you have a marketing department. And as you break the marketing department into different jobs and different responsibilities, for example, product marketing, pricing, channel marketing, marketing communications, each of those have a deep, deep well of knowledge, needs, and things that have to be done. And those are called disciplines or domains. This is why you'll find people that have accounting degrees because they work in the accounting function. They may be part of an accounting department, but for their specific role, there will be a discipline or a domain that they're involved in. It could be accounts payable, accounts receivable, which are both subsets in the accounting function. If they're in finance, they could be part of the finance department. They could actually be the treasury person in the finance department that deals with foreign currency exchange for global companies. And if that's their job, they need to understand the domain or discipline specialty around that part of the finance function. These are really important to understand because in a smaller firm, many people will frequently serve many functions or a number of functions. But as they get larger and the organization grows, 
you will need more and more people to specialize on specific elements of the function. My favorite example is when I first went to one of the top uh, tech companies uh, in the world, at the time I went there, it wasn't very big. There were about 2,000 people uh, in the entire company worldwide. Now there's over 150,000 people. When I went there to work for a product organization, there were very few people in the product organization and I was the marketing director. So my joke was on one day I would be the marketing director, the next day I would be sales support, the third day I would be doing quality because uh, I'd be in the factory talking to the factory people, another day I'd be in procurement because I'd be working with the suppliers. But as we grew and we added more people and grew the marketing department, we finally got to the point where we didn't really have the marketing people doing operations or doing sales support uh, or doing finance functions. We had marketing people that were specialized. And at the time I left, we would have a number of people just doing the pricing function of marketing in the marketing department. And that pricing component is a discipline and a domain of itself. There are marketing experts that understand pricing tools, understand uh, the statistics around them, and they become uh, experts in that area. You probably wonder why this is important to know. Well, frequently, each of these disciplines not only have specific knowledge that's needed, but in a small company, you don't really have to think about it too much, except for trying to understand who's got what role and what responsibility. I frequently see small and mid-sized businesses that don't have specific departments, but have functions. And multiple people think they're responsible for the same function. And I call it five-year-old soccer. If anybody's ever seen five-year-old soccer, uh, every five-year-old chases the ball. They don't play roles. They don't play assignments. They just all run around the ball. And it's very, very uh, hectic, and it's not a very good way to do it. So if you understand those functions, you can understand basically how to organize the organ the the group of the organization to make it more efficient and make sure that people are not stepping on each other. So let's talk a little bit about the different business functions. And I want to clarify, uh, because there's two different ways to look at this. And depending on the academic literature, the source, you're going to see this done two different ways. There is what is called the high level type of a business function. And I'm gonna talk about those, but they may be a little bit esoteric for somebody that's running a smaller mid-sized business, but still important to know. One is the purchase function, which is how do uh, you get the materials needed or the people needed for developing and producing your supply or your service. There's the productivity function, which is uh, around how do you uh, create a production cycle for building product or for um, better developing the process for selling a service and servicing the customer. Um, there's distribution fun function. How are products actually uh, distributed to the customer? What are the logistics behind those? Um, there is the accounting function, which covers lots of things. How do you deal with the bills you have to pay and the receivables you're supposed to be getting checks from customers for? That's all part of the accounting function. There's a personnel function. 
how do we manage the people? How do we train people? How do we make sure that uh, management and reporting is done correctly um, so that we are complying with regulatory requirements in the area we live? There's research and development. How do we keep developing new products and new services? And how do we find out what customers want and what customers need? And then there's the financial management and economics, which is essentially the reporting and the management of the business in terms of capital acquisition. How do we raise money? Do we borrow money? How much debt should we have versus how much equity? All of these things are part of the financial management and economics uh, component of business functions. But those aren't how we really think about them as business people. Yes, those are actually big functions of business, but we're used to seeing these functions structured in an organizational way. So some examples of this are human resource function, the marketing and promotion function, the customer service and support function, sales, accounting and finance, distribution and logistics, research and development, the administrative function, How do we manage the organization, production, and operations? In operations are things like purchasing. In administration are things like the IT support for the organization, the legal department. So each of these major functions have sub-functions. But if you really think about what I just talked about, those are usually departments and organizations. You have the human resource department. You have the marketing department. You have the customer service department. You have the sales department. You have the accounting and finance department. You have distribution or the operations department. Sometimes it's called distribution. Sometimes it's called the logistics department. Or sometimes it's called the shipping department. You have the R&D or development team. You have the management group. You have the uh, factory team or production team production department, you have the operations department, you have purchasing and procurement department. Each of these are departments and functions together. If you think about this from a small restaurant, are you really gonna have a sales and a customer support and a marketing uh, uh, function or department? No, you still have the need. If you think about a small restaurant, You still have to have somebody that greets and seats the customer and makes them feel welcome. Well, that's a part of sales. You need somebody to do the marketing to let customers know that the restaurant's even there. Maybe the same person. You need somebody to process the bill. Again, maybe the same person. But in a large organization, those aren't the same people. If you were working for a uh, restaurant chain, for example, you probably have a marketing department for the restaurant chain. And that marketing department does all the promotion and does all the coordination of emails and uh, tracking of loyalty for customers. At the local restaurant level, you probably don't have a marketing person. At a local restaurant level, you probably have the salesperson or you have the uh, service person doing support. Those are the differences that you need to think about when you're talking about these functions. Every business has these functions, but not every business has them structured as a development organization. And there's a lot that you can look at to um, 
kind of dig into each area to understand them. A site I really like to look at is foundersguide.com, which has a whole uh, article on functional areas of business and goes much more into detail. That's foundersguide.com. And I would suggest you look at that and do a search on functional areas of a business and you'll see what we're talking about when we talk about these departments. Not only do we have these standard functions though, but these functions have different roles. And in a future podcast, I'm gonna go a little bit deeper in these, but I think it's important to understand how those roles play out. You have three major facings of these roles, of these functions. One is customer facing. So these positions or these functions or departments are responsible for engaging directly with customers. You have external or supplier facing functions and departments. And those uh, organizations or functions are responsible for dealing with your suppliers, your logistics companies, your uh, partners. They're external facing. They're not dealing with customers, but they're dealing with suppliers. And then you have internal facing functions, which really only deal with organizations inside. And I'll give you an example. I'm going to stay with the restaurants because I think it's really easy uh, to use these as an example. If you think about a restaurant, the wait staff and the host or hostess are your customer facing functions. They are the ones that the customers see on a daily basis. Uh, when you go into a restaurant, that's who you interface with. If that person is friendly and welcoming and warm, you're going to feel good about that restaurant. If that customer facing person is surly, you're not going to feel that great about that. So customer facing is one area. Second one is supplier facing. Well, in the restaurant, the person that has to deal with the supplier of the raw materials, the food, the person that goes to the the farmer's market to pick fresh produce, the one that deals with the bank, deals with the um, loyalty tracking firm. Basically, the person that deals with those suppliers is a external or supplier facing function. Now, in the case of uh, a small, small restaurant, maybe the chef who also acts as a host also has the external facing. Not usually though. Usually there's somebody in the organization that's responsible, even in a small restaurant, for the external facing responsibilities. The third one and the third role is the internal facing uh, functions. Think of this being the line chefs and the line cooks. They don't deal with customers and they usually don't deal with suppliers. They do deal with the wait staff who come in with the orders and pick up the orders, and they do deal with the person that's external facing to make sure they have the supplies and materials they need, but their function is mostly internally focused. They don't really have to engage with any external partners. Now, they play a very key role because if they don't work well with the internal organizations, they can really mess up the whole works. But these three areas are important things to think about. You don't necessarily need, and I'll use another example, accounting function. The accounting function is, for the most part, an internally facing organization, except for in two areas, accounts payable, where that accounting function is responsible for dealing with your suppliers and accounts receivable, where that function is responsible for dealing with customers to collect uh, on invoices. Because those are both external and inter- and uh, customer-facing roles, 
you want to be careful about that person that you have in those positions. Now, if you're dealing with the accounts payable, you don't want a pleaser necessarily who every time a supplier says, hey, you know, I want you to pay me a little early. They go, oh, yeah, I want you to be happy. You need somebody that understands the needs of that supplier, but also understands the that cash is king and you don't want to get, you know, you don't want to just give cash before you need to. The other side is if you talk about accounts receivable, you don't want to, you know, somebody that's hardcore calling a customer, doing demand payments and threatening them on the phone. It's just not good business. So even inside those functions, those organizations, you will have functions that have a customer facing, an internal facing or an external or supplying facing component. And it's really important to pay attention to these because finding people with the wrong skills and the wrong uh attitude about engagement can cause lots of problems. Um, So these are some ways that you need to think about this is, you know, first of all, the functions of an organization, how as they get bigger, those functions get split into organizations. And inside those functions, there are deep domain and discipline expertise that people can pick up. In some organizations, Those functions are grouped together uh, to form departments. Uh, As an example, in my company, the operations department included production, procurement, operations planning, logistics. In some companies, sales and marketing are put together in one organization, but those have two distinct functions. Even though the sales and marketing may be in the same department, the sales organization is much more customer facing and the marketing organization is much more internal facing. Yes, marketing people do go talk to customers, but in my organization, they didn't go talk to customers without the sales representatives with them because that was the responsibility of the sales organization. The marketing function was mostly an internal facing organization where they worked with R&D, they worked with the advertising groups, they worked with uh, the sales teams uh, to make sure the materials were there, the pricing, product placement, Uh, All of that, the promotion, was all coordinated with those organizations. Um, So it's important to think about those. As we go deeper into this podcast series, we're going to talk a lot more about the role of sales and marketing and how the marketing funnel applies to the sales funnel and how these two can work cooperatively and more efficiently. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Sensemaker podcast. More information about this episode or the podcast series is available at www.businesssensemaker.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever audio streaming site that you are listening to this on. It really helps us. Until next time, take care.